This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. Lester Till I Die TV, your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on, you foxes! Are you ready? I'm saying... Are you ready? Hello. 
Hello, how the devil are you? Oh, welcome along, fellow Fox fans. Uh, it's a little extra show this evening. It's Lester Till I Die TV, and you can find us live on Facebook, Lester Till I Die, the group, um, Twitter, at Lester TID. And if you are on YouTube, or if you're not, get over there quickly. You can subscribe to us, uh, Lester Till I Die TV. And thank you, everybody who has subscribed. We've just crawled over the 1,000 mark, and I literally mean crawled. We're like that if anybody cancels at all. So thanks for subscribing if you have already. And if you haven't, please get over there, pull me knobs, tweet me buttons, you know, you know what I like. You know what I like. How the devil are you? It's been international football. And I know, I know we've won two games 4-0. Uh, is that what it was? I, I was falling asleep. I, I just don't get it because we are playing teams. And I've got to be careful because I, I come across sounding like I'm a fan of something like the ESL. But, you know, if we can't get out of these groups, the Euro groups, the World Cup groups, they are all designed that the biggest teams will get through. And yes, I know Germany haven't recently, Italy didn't recently, we haven't in our past. But, I mean, how can we not qualify? Is there not something where we we qualify, but then all the other sort of, to be fair, lower teams have to play off each other for the right to come? I, I don't know. It's just boring. I can't get excited. But do you know what? Papa football is back uh, this weekend, and this is who we've got. Manchester City, and we've already beaten them once this season. Have we got the team to do it again? Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to invite in Ant from Beyond the 90. We're going to do what we all love to do down the pub or picking our fantasy teams. We're going to pick your own, and it's not strawberries, it's not raspberries, and it's certainly no cabbage. Good evening, Ant. How are you? Evening, Chris. Cheers for having me on. And as you say, big week for you. You've reached for 1K, so well done. Thank you very much for that. Like I say, please, nobody cancel or we might just dip back back under, but thank you for that. Um, is it just me? Do you get bored with these international games that we, we play that seem, I mean, not saying meaningless, but, you know, if we can't beat the likes of Andorra and San Marino and Albania, there's something wrong, isn't there? There is, and if I'm completely honest, I fail to get into it when it's for Euros and the World Cup. So when we're, when we're playing teams that, with all due respect, but if you're not beating them three or four nil, you've done something wrong. It is very, very difficult to be interested in it. Yeah, I get excited once we're at the finals, if you like, you know. Mm. But I just, I, I just, think, I think stickers in a group and occasionally have it where it, it is all equal and we could get pulled out against the Germany or somebody. Then it gets exciting, you know. I can remember, was it? I'm not sure what year it was. It was the year when we went to Italy and the Glen Hoddle and got a draw over in Rome to get through. And there's, I say, us and Italy and 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 Germany when we beat them, uh, beat Greece at uh, Old Trafford to knock Germany out. There's just there is that. It's like, an, like I say, an FA Cup. You just don't know who you're going to get. But here it's just so predictable. Yeah, it seems like we always get the same. Again, without sounding too disrespectful. Mm. Same sort of countries in terms of footballing ability, but 
half the time, half of their team have got other jobs as well as playing football. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like we put out a team that was a, very much a rotation team. It was nowhere near the strongest England no. team and could have been five, six or seven. So it's just, it's hard to get into. But And if I'm honest, I, I would rather watch Leicester in like a Carabao Cup game against, <laughs> I don't know, any League Two team than England playing in England playing. I just find it boring being completely. It's pretty much, it's pretty much like 19 teams feel when Arsenal roll into town, isn't it, this season? I've, <laughs> I've been told not to talk about Arsenal. I've upset enough Arsenal fans. Yeah, oh, I, I don't care. The, the, <laughs> the, real, the real fans know it's banter. And <laughs> I just like winding the others up. Good evening, Devils United, Maisie. How are you? Um, big Man United fan there has her own channel just set out. She's a great girl. If you've ever heard me do the... Uh, the jingle with with a laugh on it it's it's her laugh but uh, go over there and support her because she is a new channel and does does a lot just general football as well as man united i was going to say ollie's got to go ollie's got to go if he wins nothing this season i'm sorry he's, he's got every chance of, of doing something and if he doesn't he's got to go but hey we're going to do what we like to do because i saw um on your twitter um, uh, earlier in the week that you'd pick your team and I did question one or two <laughs> things that you players you'd chosen but we all, we love doing this don't we can you know can we beat you city I mean we've been them once already first of all let's, let's have a look at this but it wasn't the full strength team they had out for the uh, what I call English Super Cup was it no it wasn't but at the same time in the, in the league last year we beat them as well so Yes, they're heading into this as favourites, and like, let's not kid ourselves about that. We're the underdogs in this game, but we've got we've got every chance of getting something in this game. I, I think. I mean, we yeah, we beat. I mean, we beat them five two, and there's always the sort of you know excuse that uh, well, it was their first game last season. We got penalties and what have you, but it it's still you know this is what I love about football: mm. the fact that anybody on the day, anybody can beat anybody. Unless you called Arsenal. <laughs> the thing with uh, the 5-2 game last year at the Etihad, the amount of excuses you hear, like, we were playing with Dennis Prayer as a right winger. We were playing... We like, we had a Martian who, like, yes, he's played a lot of football, but he's not our first-choice centre-back. So as many excuses as Man City want to make, it was also a weakened team for us. So... I don't know. It's it's always when we upset one of these big six teams, there seems to be a list of about a mile long of excuses instead of, oh, we just got beaten by the better team on the day. I would say it's never that they would Leicester were the better team, was it? No, and I kind of like that because it just shows this proper bitterness and I find it quite, <laughs> quite enjoyable. And I, I like being the underdog. I yeah, don't I, like being the favourite because I think when Leicester are the favourite, it's kind of like asking for trouble. It doesn't suit us, does it? It really doesn't. No, no. I mean, when we went into the... Uh, and again, I, I was just talking before, I, I watch a lot of Leicester on YouTube, and the other day I was watching um, um, the League Cup uh, final between us and Tranmere when we were favourites to go into. I just, It was just an odd... You know, we're not favourites in any game, Leicester. But um, but yeah, we've we've got we've got a, a few injuries out there. Um, we're sitting in ninth, but again, Man City are on exactly the same points as us. Um, they've just scored a few more goals, which is obviously worrying. So again, is there anything to be scared of, or you know, is it is it 
I mean, would I I would take a draw at this point? Would you, or do you think we can go and get the win? I'd hundred percent take a draw. There's like two teams, maybe three teams that you look at, and you say if you can get a draw against them, even at home, it's a good result. And I'd say that's Chelsea, Liverpool, and Man City. So, as much as I'd love to beat them, and I do think we've got what it takes to beat them. I'll take a draw 100% right now. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's have a look if we can put a team together that is going to um, do, to possibly beat them. Uh, I mean, we were talking about this off camera just before we started. And we've agreed that uh, we've got a, it is a sort of a 3-5-2, which always makes me laugh because a 3-5-2 is exactly the same as a 5-3-2. It just depends whether you're attacking or defending as to uh, what formation you play. But... What has happened with this too? Because we finished last season so strong. Okay, we had a couple of, you know, the, the Newcastle game, but Inacho was on fire alongside Vardy, top goal scorer for the club. Um, and yet he's back to popping on now and again for 10 minutes. He must be absolutely like pulling his hair out because his his run in the FA Cup as well, some of the goals he mm. scored in that, he was crucial for us winning that FA Cup. When you look at the goals against Man United in the quarterfinal, he scored in the semi-final as well. Yeah. And then straight away back this year, Vardy back back up to fitness, back to being a bench warmer. And it's it's very harsh. I, mean, I, I, I don't want to say unfair because Vardy's been doing the business at the start of this season. But at the same time, he must be. It must be very frustrating for him. But I do think I've. I mentioned this on Twitter. I'm not a fan of a three-five-two or however you want to label it with the wing backs in the games where you expect us to be like putting the pressure on and dominating the ball. But I think this three-five-two against the bigger teams where you're going to have less of a ball and having to be quick in transition and turning defence into attack in counter-attacks. I think it's perfect for these kind of games. And I, we used it a lot against the, the bigger clubs last year. And mm. with the big six, so to speak, we we beat each of them at least once. And we also picked up quite a few draws. So it is effective in in these kind of games. Is And a quick uh, hello from Beyond the 90. Um, good evening. And yeah, and does have his own channel, and we'll give him a chance to sort of shout them out at the end. They all are so both channels be on the 90 and Ants Leicester channel, is it called? They're both the links are in the uh, in the description below. Was that was that right? Ants Leicester, Ants channel? Leicester fan channel, Leicester fan channel. Oh, no, that's my teeth, I can't get it right, but both links are uh, are in the description below. But just whilst I think about it, because beyond the 90, and I've gone on and voted for you. They're actually up for an award. Yeah, it's uh, the FCAs in terms of the women's awards and stuff. If you go on to Beyond the 90s Twitter, you'll see all about that. And it's like any votes with that would be really, really appreciated. In terms of the women's side, it's not really, I don't do much on that yeah. at all. Really. It's uh, Jane Harlow's lip and Hannah's. That's really like top, top quality quality content in terms of coverage of the women's side of the game. So make sure to check that one out. I'll what after the video as well, I'll if it's all right with you, Chris, I'll put the uh link in the comment section down below as well. Yeah, by all means. Get over get voting guys because at the end of the day we're all Leicester fans. It's great to support uh each other's channels and it's well well worth a vote. And it's great to see the women's game because I actually have asked quite a few times and you know it, it it's 
difficult to get people to come on and talk about women's football. But I've got to be t- totally honest with you, in a lot of times, it's better than watching the men's, especially, of course, if you're an Arsenal fan. Anyway, I did say I'm not going to mention it again. Yeah, maybe maybe four or five. Um, Neil says here, Nacho has come on and looked fantastic when he's come off the bench. I think he should start against Man City. I just think the guy's going to get... I know he's just signed a new contract, but surely at some point, the guy's going to get pissed off, isn't he? Yeah, I think he must have signed that contract with the promise of game time because he's mentioned before how he wants to play. And it wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't get it this year if he goes in the summer. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, as much as we all love Vardy, we're going to end up isolating Ian Acho away from the first team. And then, as like Vardy can't keep going on at the same level forever, I do think this will probably be his last season as a as a top, uh, our first choice. And he's sort of going to fade into that uh, more experienced pro that's going to help players come through. But it's just. It's a balancing act for Brendan Rodgers of keeping all three strikers ha- happy, and that's why he's paid the millions per year to do that. And I'm, I'm not envious of him having to do that job of keeping three player, three players in Ianacho, Daka, and Vardy really, really happy. But the thing is, we were moaning that, uh, but we didn't have depth. Now we've got depth. Is mm. it, it's a better position to be in having this depth than not having it. It certainly is, and. Um, I just, like you say, Vardy is going to end up for me, like you, like you say, being a super sub, that he comes on in the last 10, 15 minutes of a game when the defence is knackered, because he can't play 90 minutes in four competitions in every game. Um, mm. But like I say, for me, whatever competition we're in, and I'd love to win the Europa League and another FA Cup or Caribou Cup, but the Premier League is the one, and we want to get to that Champions League. And when we were doing so well last season, at the end of last season, that's what annoys me, you know, is that we were playing probably as best as we played all season. Yeah, I don't know, because obviously the last eight games of the season, we tailed off massively Mm. in terms of... um, in terms of our points that we we picked up with some really stupid losses like the Southampton. Well, that was a draw, but felt like a yeah. loss. Uh, Newcastle. Tottenham as well was one that I think we should have mm. probably got more from. But like when like if you take away the team's performances and the results and you look at Ian Acho and himself, he was the, one of the most prolific strikers over Europe in Europe that, uh, from January to the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah. And then just to get dropped as if it's nothing, it, it must be so disheartening for him. And he must be thinking, what have I got to do? Yeah, exactly. But let's. I think people might have guessed then where we might be going with the strike force. <laughs> but um, let's have a look then. So this is the team um, that uh, we think might... Well, we're going to discuss and pick and we hope we'll do well. So if Brendan's watching, get your notebook out, Brendan, and uh, and see and see where we go. But let's start... I mean, goalkeeper... There's no there's no question, is there, for the goalkeeper? No, yeah, completely agree. Eldin Yakupovic, get him in. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, he was on the bench. He was on the bench the other day, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, so, no, it'll be Schmeichel and he'll 100% yeah. be captain. So, yeah, there's yeah. no real debate there. How, how are you, how do you feel about the goal? I mean, I don't know if we've discussed this before. I mean, I, I've... 
obviously I love Schmeichel to bits, Casper, and he is a leader on the field. But I just struggle with generally with goalkeepers as captain because if you've got something that's happening just outside the opposition's box, how can a captain have any influence on that? Because you know the captain's supposed to be the one that's allowed to go up and question the uh, the referee. I think so, but I also. I, I agree to an extent, and particularly if you're a team that lacks leaders, to have a captain in goal, I don't agree with. But I think we've got leaders across the pitch, which is why we get away with it slightly more. Because mm. obviously, when Vardy plays up front, he's a leader. Johnny Evans at the back is a leader. Yeah. Yuri Willemann's in the middle. So I think you get away with it slightly more when you've got more leaders on the pitch. But at the same time, I'm not the biggest fan of having a goalkeeper as captain. But I think Schmeichel deserves to be captain at the same time. Yes, yeah. Um, right, so we've gone for the three centre-backs, um, which straight away worries me in case we have Soyuncu in there, because so I don't think he's particularly brilliant in the back three. But who are you going for on that left-hand side? And this is presuming, obviously, these players are going to be fit and don't break down anything between now and now and Saturday. Who who would you have on the uh, on that sort of left centre back position? On that left side, I'd go with Siunchu because it really? it will it will cover like playing as the wider of the three centre backs. It's better to have your pacey centre backs who can sort of track the wingers more. Mm. And as poor as Siunchu has been up through the start of the season, he is. I think playing in a back three, it probably protects his defensive frailties a little bit more. And he is he is obviously a quick centre back. Do you not think he has his worst games in that role, though? Is he not? You know, in in a, in a back four, he he just seems he's got you know people either side of him because he you know he, he does get his Brazilian hat on, doesn't he? When he thinks he, he's he's Pele in defence. I don't know. Have you seen our opening three games of the season when he's been playing in a back four? I think that that's enough of an argument as I need for anyone but Siunchu in a back four. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> I can't, I can't argue with that. So we're gonna, you're going to put Soyuncu in that position there. Um, let's see if I've spelt this right. I have indeed. Now, as we go through it, guys, if you're watching, uh, anybody. Um, Wants to disagree with Ant, um, you know he, he's up for uh, he's up for being uh, told he's incorrect. Uh, everybody's got their opinion, of course. Ant, you know, feels he is always right. <laughs> Don't we all, Don't we all feel our opinions always right? <laughs> we do. I say it's being a football fan that isn't yeah. it? You know, um, Scott, watch this space. <laughs> watch this space. Uh, Forge with the ham Gatesy. Um, how, how you, are you doing? Uh, I'll check my uh, check my DMs afterwards, mate. Thanks very much. Um, uh, beyond the ninety here, Sunchu works beautifully in a back three. Again, he needs. Yeah, he but maybe he does need Evans alongside him. But then, should you know? For me, I don't know if you agree with this, Anne, but. When you're picking players because they're only good with somebody beside them, that's that's worrying as to why aren't they good enough without that person beside them. Yeah, the thing is about Sienchu, and Brendan Rogers has talked about it before, is he needs a leader beside him. Mm. Whether that's Johnny Evans as someone who we've seen when he play, they play together, someone who talks, who leads him, who guides yes. him through the game. When he's expected to be that leader at the back, he struggles massively. And we haven't just seen that for Leicester. We saw that for Turkey as well in the Euros. So yeah. that's why when I've 
put the person next to him that I have, I think it will help him. Okay, well, let's have a look then. Who have, um, just check out, fill in the right box. Who have you put beside him? Vestergaard, and I'm hoping he's fit. I really am. Oh, hang on, this this uh, is where my spelling. Uh, ah, I've got it right. Nice. Oh, and he, he doesn't have a, he has a picture then, didn't he? Yeah. What is it? Because it picked his name there. Uh, I think you went for the wrong centre-back option, haven't you? Where's your... Well, hang on. No, let's put Soyuncu Chu back in there. Is it, is it, this is where I, I'm, I'm, you know, like a dad with the uh, <laughs> with the technology. It's why, it's why we have kids, this. Um, let's try this one, then. Yeah, they still got the start time, but there we go. There we go. I uh, I, I need the younger son beside me. <laughs> like like Soyuncu needs Evans beside him. I need somebody younger that knows what to do with technology beside me. Um, I mean, Vestergaard, what is it with defenders and, and Leicester? You know, he'd been with us. He played 15, 20 minutes and he got injured. It's so frustrating. It's like we're getting so many injuries and like also with like uh, Ryan Bertrand having COVID as well. It's just... It seems to have all come in one go, but they all get injured. But obviously, if we were a certain red side from Merseyside, there'll be a four-part special documentary on Sky Sports. But with us, <laughs> we, we just get on with it. And I think the fact that Brendan Rodgers doesn't moan like like other managers, probably a mm. part of the reason that it isn't advertised as much. But yeah, we haven't had the best of luck with defensive issues, but we get on with it and sort of try, try and keep on moving forward. Yeah. Andy says here, good evening, Andy. Thanks for joining us. I hope you're well, sir. Uh, Morgan never needed Hooth, and Hooth never needed Morgan. I think that's both, that's true, but we both... Uh, Hooth, when he came in, was already a very experienced centre-back. He was, he was what, 30 at the time we signed him? Since yeah. he was still a young centre-back. So as much as I get the point that you're making, I think it is slightly an unfair comparison. But at the same time, Chris, I completely agree. You shouldn't need to have another centre-back hold your hand throughout a game. I think sometimes with players these days, I mean, Soyuncu looks older beyond uh, than he actually is. And when you look at them and they're playing in the Euros, you just... I mean, it's the same with sort of um, Indeedy. I mean, you know, he, he looks sort of late 30s. Sometimes you forget how young these players actually are. Yeah, I think as well, we've got such a young squad in general. It's quite... Mm. As you say, it's... It's easy to forget, and it's as well because you see how good at times they can be. It's when they drop below those levels why it's, why it's so frustrating. Yes, yes. Now, so that right, let me get the right one this time. There we go. The right of the back three, the right centre back. Um, who have you going to? Who have you got in there? I've gone for Daniel Amati, and I think that's more. There's a couple of reasons really, but. I would say he's been our best centre-back so far this season, which doesn't really take a lot of doing. But at the same time, credit where it's due, he has looked solid. And do we really have another option? I mean, I you, you made the point, but just to be devil's advocate, I did suggest um, Castagna. He's but, not um, a centre-back, and we saw that, though, when he was forced to play there. He looked so out of... 
Like, I really like Stanier as a player, but when he played as a third centre back, he just looked completely lost and out of position. Yeah. And it's you can't really blame him for it because it's not his position at all. He's like a right wing back, left wing yeah. back, like either side of a full back or can play in right midfield. It's like he, he's one of those players. He'll do he'll play the position and not moan, but yeah. it's, it it was a real drop off in quality, and you could tell. Yeah. It's one of those things, like Brendan said about Indeedy, when you bring him back into the defence because you've got problems, you're losing more from your midfield than you're gaining in the, in the defence. Yeah. And the thing is with Castagne, is, sorry, with Ndidi, he's still a good yeah. centre-back, but it's like you say, what you lose from the midfield, yeah. it's just not worth it. But with Castagne, as I say, I like him as a player, but he's just not a centre-back. and He's yeah. just not... He's also not physical enough to be a centre-back, yeah. I don't think. Yeah. Again, Amati is one of those players that you forget how, how young he is. But I just he, – he, he can't seem to get a run of good games. I mean, I think in the in the Community Shield, he was probably our man of the match. Yeah, I, the thing, I, thing is with Amati, it's when he steps out from the back and tries to, to pass the ball. That, that's when it worries me because he does give it away a lot. Mm. But, and, but at the same time, defensively, you've got to give him some credit. He has been very, very decent for two out of the three games that we've played. Yes, I mean, and in one of those, I can't remember which one now, he was again man of the match. Um, I think it was possibly the Norwich game, I'm not sure. But you just don't know which which Daniel Amart is going to turn up. That is the problem. I remember walking up Wembley Way and they were announcing the team and and everybody, you know, almost you could you could hear the groan going around when his name was picked, and then he went on, like I say, and had a had a fantastic game. You just need some um, stability, but again, you could argue that he's like like a bit like Nat, you know, an Acho. He's not in there regularly enough because as soon as one of the other guys is fit, you know he's going to get dropped. I think the thing with Amati is he probably is our worst worst centre back, like. Went out of everyone when they're fully fit, which is probably harsh for him. Yeah. But he knows that that's his role. But he only comes in for a few few games per season because, like being honest, he's not a top like top six level centre back. But he's what our fifth choice centre back, which yeah. shows sort of where we're at. It does, and like you say, he's never sort of you know he, he, you know you know there is a good good uh, game in him andrew says and it's a very good question here um oops no that is not that question it came up too quickly this one will cags get in the team when evans and vestergaard are fit do you, do you drop but um Toyunchu at that point that's a one, very good thing, question. one thing about evans and vestergaard together is they're both very slow, and we both play. And if we play a high line, then that that could cause problems. I almost think Vestergaard yeah. and Evans are so similar. You you need that centre back partnership that's going to complement each other. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's an interesting one, but there's definitely like there's definitely a conversation there to be had, isn't there? But does mm. he keep his place? So I think oh. we'll know. Thing is, since you could come and have like two or three brilliant games now before um Evans comes back, and then then it yeah. will just be, be like his his early season performances will be forgotten about. So it's a hard one to say at the moment. Yes, yeah. And um 
Scott says here, and you made the comment about Amati being our worst centre back. I strongly disagree. Personally, has to be Benkovic. I've forgotten about him, if I'm honest. <laughs> but I'm completely, I, completely... I, I agree. Yeah, I forgot, and yet, <laughs> and yet, he's in he's in the European squad. To be fair, who else have we got to put in there? It's, I think that's just fill up the quota with who and what you can. <laughs> no, yes. I completely yeah. agree with that. You know what's mad about Benkovic is, you know, when we signed Sienchu and Benkovic, he was the yeah. higher rated of the two. He was the one yeah. who was going to go on to be that like European star and stuff. It just hasn't happened for him. So yeah. it would have been nice, like, without, like, obviously, without sounding get out of the door kind of thing. But it would have been nice if he'd gone in the summer to bring in some money and probably for his own career somewhere that he yeah. could play regularly. But he is turning into the new Kaputsku, isn't he? <laughs> Yeah, yes. You know, so I mean, you know, Brendan had him for two seasons at Celtic, played him virtually every game for for Celtic, and he won the won the treble with them. But I think it just shows that difference between the Scottish top flight and the English top flight that Brendan played him as much as he did when he was in Scotland, and just says he's not he's not good enough for for the English top flight. Yeah, we should have sold it. Like hindsight's a beautiful thing, isn't it? But yeah. We should have sold him that season when Celtic wanted him, when his his value was at the highest it's going to be. But here's what is the thing with our recruitment: we get ninety percent of it right, but there's always going to be yeah. these ones that that don't quite come off. Yeah, I just like you say having um, Yankovic, um, Yipokovic, sorry, Yipokovic on the bench ahead of you is going to sort of maybe tell you where um, <laughs> you're going to end up. But surely you stick him on the bench because, you know, if, if the worst comes to the worst, at least uh, even as a defender, but even as a bad defender, you know what you're supposed to do, where you're supposed to be, etc. Yeah, I think if there's no other options, if there's no other options, you put him on as that defender if someone is does come off injured, but yeah. it's one of those, like, you just hope he doesn't play in the yeah. nicest possible way. Um, David, uh, assuming Bertrand is fit, he might be a candidate for the left side to bat three with Thomas as wing-back and overlap with Barnes on left side, and then either Castagna or Pierre are fit for the right wing-back. Well, keep watching, David. <laughs> keep watching. Um because we are now going to have a look at that left wing back position, and who have you uh, slotted in there? This uh, I know that this people are going to say this is harsh. I've gone for Ryan Bertrand, and that's nothing against Luke Thomas. I think Luke Thomas is a brilliant young player for us, but mm. in this kind of game when you're playing against the, the very very best team, I'd say I'd say the best team in the Premier League. You can make a case of them in second yeah. or third that you need that experience and that leadership at the back. I think having, obviously, as we've mentioned with Siunchu, needing leaders, leader around him, Ryan Bertrand, bring him back in. And the thing is about Ryan Bertrand, he looked brilliant throughout pre-season as, oh. and, and was very unfortunate not to get, uh, sorry, very unfortunate not to get COVID. Yes. But yeah. I do think this kind of game is for games that we've brought in Ryan Bertrand for from... Like, it's like we mentioned before, I think we've talked about it before, Chris, but realistically, as well as Luke Thomas is doing, once James Justin's back, I think it's going to struggle for game time, which, yeah. again, it's a, good, it's a good problem to have, though. It's a really, really good problem to have for having the squad depth. And I, 
I do really like Luke Thomas, but in this game, Ryan Bertrand, that experience, that leadership, that know-how, when you're playing against players like Mares, who would, you've got to feel would be looking at Luke Thomas saying, I could give you a runabout, um, yeah. the Bernardo Silvers, Kevin De Bruyne, you could list off Man City's players, no end. So, yeah, I would go Ryan Bertrand, which I know is probably quite harsh on dropping Luke Thomas, but it's Again. at least we're playing at the highest level, harsh decisions will be made. Exactly. And and that's the thing with squad depth. And it's a good thing to have. It's like, who do you drop for? And that will always be the problem. And Luke Thomas will get, I think, a lot of games in the Cups. Because like we say, you know, we are in four competitions. And if we do well in all four competitions, there's a lot of games. For me, Ryan Bertrand was the player of pre-season. Is that, you know, we talked about at, at, at the start of the show, uh, the about leaders on the pitch and captains, you could hear him, you know, shouting at the other players because he's got that experience. And I agree 110% with you there. To me, I think Ryan Patron, I'm off again, Patron, I'm making him into his uh, French cousin here. Yes, Ryan Patron. Uh, Ryan Bertrand, to me, could possibly be the signing of the summer for us. And, we, you know, we've made some good signings. Potentially in the short term, yeah, definitely. But I do, I am very excited about Dakar and Samare, though. I've got to be honest. Uh, it's one of those like mm. when you head into a summer and you come out of a window and you know who your best signing of the summer is. I, I it's nice and stuff, but it's it's so cool that we've got the option that you could look at three, uh, three or four of the signings that we've had this summer and say he could he could be the signing of the summer or he yeah. he could be as well. So. I think it, what like it just shows what a good summer we've had. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and I'm sure Sky will be doing a lot of tweets and a lot of coverage about Ryan Bertrand when he actually comes back to fitness. You know what they're like, Sky. I loved your tweet today. Man turns up for work. <laughs> oh, was that with Ronaldo when he turned up to training, wasn't it? Yeah, I'd forgotten he signed for Man United. I'd forgotten all about it. But yes, Man signs up for work. That was absolutely tw- tweet of the day for me. Uh, Charlie said, um, sorry, I'm joining a little bit late. I just hope you've got a note from your mother, Charlie. I thought Vestergaard was unavailable. We don't know. We're, 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 we're baiting this team, Charlie. On We, we think he should be available. Uh, but, of course, you, you never know with injuries in Leicester That's, City. They were saying that it's 50-50, I believe I was reading earlier today. Yes. But, again, you don't know how much of this is true for uh, for Man City's benefit, do you? So, um, I'll, I'll expect that note to be emailed to me, Charlie, from your mother. So, on the other side of um, Mr. Bertrand, our French ace, who have you got in the right wing back position? I've gone with Ricardo Pereira, and I think he started the season brilliantly, but mm-hmm. there's a very high chance that he won't be able to play because of yeah. obviously his knock against um, who did we play? Norwich. Norwich. You know, yeah. my mind just goes completely blank. Yeah. I couldn't, couldn't think it's, that. It's because we've had to put up with English football. That's what England yeah. playing football. That's what it is. But yeah, if not, I think you bring in Castagne. But I do think Ricardo Pereira has just looked <laughs> right back, right back to his best so far this season. Obviously, he got the assist against Wolves, showing all of that like skillful ability to beat a man and put in a brilliant cross. And then the ball for Vardy against Norwich. So, like. I hope Ricardo is available, but at the same time, if he's not, we've got a very capable player to come in in Castagne. Well, 
I think we're going to have to have a look at it. I mean, first of all, Neil, I mean, yes, Monsieur Réon Bouchon, quite right there. We, 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 the French maestro, the French maestro. But yes, I think I think he is an underrated signing as well. Andrew says, and I, I think he's got some legs with this one. I think Ricky, he's got Ricky Piers out here for six weeks. So I think... I think we are going to. I think he is out. I think I'm, and I'm not. You see so many rumors and so I many was, things. I saw that it was two weeks, but it's like you say, you'll see one report saying it'll, it'll be out for yes. the season and then another report saying it'll be back tomorrow. So, yes. Well, let's presume, I'm going to presume that he's actually going to be unavailable. Um, right. So, who are we going to put in that position in his place? Should we go? For, I think it's Castagne. If Ricardo can't play, Castagne comes in. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. It would be one or the other. Um, like I say, you never know with injuries because um, it is all paper talk and it is all my managers playing mind games. And you know, if you you know, you know, you're not Northern Ireland alike for picking injured players. And um, hopefully, Brendan won't uh, be uh, be then. But then again, yeah, I see. Again, Neil said here, um, Ricky's put on his Insta. He is back. Will he be risked straight away, though, against Man City? That's the question. But we're going to say Castagna or Piera in that position, but obviously the other one on the bench coming on or off. So that that's uh, we'll, we'll, give, we'll give that one a, 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 an either or position there. Uh, that way, that way we'll cover ourselves. Um, it's be, be, best way then nobody can sue us, uh, uh, sue us aunt. So in the centre of the centre three, um, I have a this feeling is, I know who you're going for here. This is where I've upset a few people on Twitter. I think so. Mm. In the centre of midfield, as the as the deep uh, player, I think on this you've got them very much as a flat flat three. I think in reality this uh, this yes. player will probably play slightly deeper. And that's yes. Ndidi. Uh, I think, I think with Ndidi, these kind of games where he's breaking up counter attacks, he's got yeah. a lot of defensive work to do. They suit him down to the ground. So yeah. Ndidi's fit. He plays. I agree. I mean, unfortunately, as you can see, it doesn't let me uh, uh, have, have that formation. That's the problem here. Um, five. Two, that's not it, is it? Five, two, one. Uh, the two. thing is, it is a three, five, two. It's just a slightly yeah. adapted variant of it. Yes, it? yeah. They just if they let if they let us move these players about, but then you end up with a with a um a, an app that doesn't look quite as nice, and you can't put the people picture up. So yeah, I agree with you. In that that is his position to lose all the time, isn't it? Really, and yeah. then um, on his on his left. On his left, I've gone with Bubakare Samare, and I would right. drop James Madison for this game. Well, I wouldn't say drop. I would interchange Samare and you and utilize our squad depth is a better way to put it. I think. Oh, manager speak there. You've been yeah, you've been playing on FIFA, haven't you? <laughs> uh, well, you must have preempted what Scott was saying here. Uh, please don't have common sense, not Madison. Scott, um, I'm a mind reader. I'm a mind reader. <laughs> <laughs> he is, because you can't see these comments. So. <laughs> I mean, Madison is a bit of a enigma at this season because you know what a good player he is, but he mm. just hasn't hit that form, has he? No, he hasn't. And my thing, thinking behind Samare in this game is nothing to do with Madison's drop-off in form either. I think for me, with Samari coming in, it's about uh, compacting that midfield like we did when we went away to Man City, making it really hard for them 
to play through yeah. us like they try to play through a lot of teams. So it's about making it really difficult for us to be to be broken down, adding that extra physicality in the middle. And also yeah. a player that I think we've talked about it before, Chris, that can pick up the ball and really drive at a defence, which will be, I think, if we're being pinned back in this game, which let's be honest about it, there's a real possibility that could be happening at times. Yep, to have a player yeah. that can can drive out from a defence, pick up a foul, maybe pick out a pass to Vardy, Madison, uh, not Madison, Vardy or Iheanacho yeah. or Dakar or Barnes or whoever those front men may be. Yeah. It just, to me, seems to make sense to really shore up the midfield and make it as defensively solid as possible. No, I and I mean, you know, he looked when he came on in in the community shield and he had that I think I think he, I think he beat about six or seven players that couldn't get the ball off him. He, he he's got that potential and I just hope hope we see it. And as you say some games are made for and I think this this could could be a game when he is it, it, you know, he'll come into his own. Um I know, unfortunately, you know, we, you can't have Perez on the right there. And I know you you would be dying to pick Perez. Um, we, I think we know who you're going to go for there, aren't we? Yeah, uh, I think it's a no-brainer. Yuri Tillemans got to play. I think I, I'll argue Not with Perez, anyone that's our best player. So. <laughs> oh, God, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. I can't, I can't see that. The thing is, it's like when you're typing it in on this screen, it's so small. Oh, well, yes, yeah. I did, I did type up Perez, but um, <laughs> you'll, you'll but never, no. you'll never speak to me again. <laughs> um, if I see Perez, I'm going to go off on one slightly here, and I, I blame you, Chris, for setting me off on this. I think. Ozzy <laughs> Perez, he's one of those players who I, ultimately I don't think is good enough, but I do think the hate that he gets is ridiculous and I, I'm massively against the abuse that he gets and stuff because yeah. ultimately he doesn't pick himself each week kind of thing. And he he's one of those players that is like, yes, his output's probably not good enough, but he works mm-hmm. hard, like very, very hard. And that's one thing that he can't be criticised for. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm like any player I hate to see getting abused, so... Anyway, as I said, you've set me off on one. We'll get back. No, no, no. I think I think the problem is that that he's if you go onto the Leicester City website and then you know you go into the squad of players, he's down as a forward. <laughs> you think, well, come on, you he's... should be scoring goals. But I think um, it was Jeff Peters, or it might have been Rob Tanner. One of the two, when when I spoke to them, said the problem with Perez is he's better than most fans think he is but he's probably not quite as good as Rogers thinks he is. And I think that just sort of summed him up uh, summed him up in a T. The thing is with Perez, that I, I like about Perez, is his work rate off the ball is very, very good. And I think that's why Brendan Rogers likes him so much. But you just mm. don't get enough out of him on the ball. Yes, yes. But, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, he, he is, I suppose, to Brendan Rogers what Junior Lewis was to... Uh, Peter Taylor. Um, Lawrence Tidley here is saying, uh, good evening, um, Tidy, sorry, Lawrence Tidy, changing your name there. KDH, um, Beyond mm. the 90 says KDH or Sumare. Uh, I think I think, I think it's got to be Sumare. Would you throw KDH in against Man City? No, I really like Jewsbury Hall. He looks brilliant, yes. though, doesn't he? He does look a brilliant yeah. prospect. I think... The thing is with Samare, as much as he his game time's been limited, same as Jewsbury Hall, 
I think with Dewsbury Hall, you're going to have to ease him in slightly more because with Samare, he's played in the Champions League. He's played at the highest level. It's not as if like uh, Dewsbury Hall, but he's played championship football to then jump up to playing against the best team in the Premier League. So Dewsbury Hall will have plenty of opportunities to play this year, I think. I just don't think this is one of them. No, I agree. I agree 100%. Um, I mean, we do know, like, you know, when Fafana first came over, Luke Thomas, they, they got thrown in because we had that injury crisis, you know. Um, and I know Liverpool, again, will probably say they were the only team that suffered with injuries last year. But I think we had more than than anybody at one point. But, yeah, I think you've got to ease these players in. Two up front. We'll do them both together. Um, I think we know from what we were to anybody that was watching before, we know who it's going to be here. And I absolutely can never spell this guy's name, so bear with me. It doesn't. It, it, it won't look under Kalechi for me. How the hell do you spell Inacho? I H E A N. E A N. Ah, there we go. Spelling lessons as well. It is, yeah. Pronunciation <laughs> and spelling lessons. Why Why do I do this job? I should be working for The Guardian. Um, and uh, you know what I'm like with pronunciations. And I say, you've now shown my spelling up as well. I, I, why can't we just buy sort of somebody called like Smith? There must be plenty of footballers out there called Smith. But yeah, again, we, we, we touched on this at the top of the, um, of, of the of the show. Those two together... They were doing it last year well. Mm. The thing is, Vardy wasn't really doing it. If we, like, if we're being completely honest, Vardy wasn't doing it from Christmas onwards. Ian Acho came in big time with a lot of goals. Like, Vardy, think, Vardy had turned into the provider, hadn't he? But as to an extent, two, but I still think that, well together. To an extent, but I still think that takes away a lot of the credit of what Ian Acho was doing. And then even when you look this season as well with Ian Acho, if you guys follow me on Twitter, by the way, you will know I'm Ian Acho's biggest fanboy. But but (laughs) even against Norwich, when he came on against Norwich, the impact he had on that second goal was huge. Of When the throw was taken, he was the player who opened up the space and beat the man. And Mm. he's got that ability to... He's got that ability, which no other player in our squad has got as a striker, to play with his back to goal and hold the ball up and bring other players into the game, which I think is massively underrated in Ian Acho's game. So, yes, yeah, I do think him and Vardy together, hopefully we'll see both of them firing, not just one or the other, because then we've got a really, really frightening partnership. And also, I read something on, I think it was Man City Extra or... Or it was some Man City page saying that uh, they don't really play against a front two when they're man, uh, the Man City back four. So it'll be something completely different for them to try and deal with. So yeah. it's, it also throws out at them. And imagine playing against Vardy for 70, 60 or 70 minutes and then having someone like Daka, probably right now, even quicker than him coming off yeah. the bench. That That is serious options. Yeah, I I agree. And I think eventually it will, like we said earlier, it will turn around the other way as well. And you'll have Daka and Nakarin defences out there. Oh, shit, Vardy's coming on now, you know. Um, mm. But, <laughs> Neil, what are you doing to me here? Giving me spelling lessons. You know how to. <laughs> I'm never going to replace this. Ikea replaced the K with an H, then Nacho as in the crisp. I will have to try and remember that. Uh <laughs> 
the thing is, if I put if I put Jamie in, it bring it searches Jamie Vardy. I put Kelechi in, it doesn't search for anybody. These damn apps, that's what it is. And Charlie says here, um, great choices. I prefer Daka instead of Nacho, hit them with speed. For me, just, with Ian Nacho, it's not just about his like obviously obviously he's not a slow player and Daka is no. absolutely rapid, but I think it's yeah. that link up play that Ian Nacho can bring other players into the game. And I this don't, yeah. I don't know if Dak has got that in his game yet. I think he'll develop into in under Brendan Rodgers, and you can ask for a better manager for him to develop under. Mm. But Ianacho's hold up play is is top top draw. And I think for the first time, you know, when when we used to bring in Ianacho on for sort of the last ten minutes, if if we weren't getting anywhere, they were still playing like we had Vardy on the pitch. But I think. When you look at what he brings to the team, it's more than just the speed, isn't it? You know, with with, yeah. with Nacho, it's, and he's got some really good touches in his locker. Yes, and it's like you say, we've stopped playing as if it's just for like the same way that we played Tavardi. Mm. It's like we play the ball into his feet now, which suits him a lot more than trying to trying to play the ball in behind. Because yeah, he's got that pace, but sometimes the ball in behind, he he can be very dangerous on. When you play it into his feet for him to then either sort of turn a man back into a man, play someone else in, I think he deserves a huge amount of credit for how he's turned his Leicester career around because he looked like he was completely completely done. And I was his biggest yeah. fan. And even after that Crystal Palace game, I was there like, Is that, that's probably it, isn't it, really? like yeah. as mu You know when you've defended a player to a point and it's like, I've made myself yeah. look a bit of a... Bit of a wally here, but no, I'm so glad for him. And he's the thing yes. is about Ian Acho as well, he seems like such a humble guy. Yes, he does. Yes, I I, I, I agree totally. But I, I think there we've got uh, uh whether it's Castagna or Piera, um, one one or the other, to me, I think that is a, is a, is a very good team. And um, the one thing I would say, um, and I agree with you for me. I think Madison does need to have a bit of a rest. And Samare, I think this would be a brilliant game for him to come on, especially after what he did in the Community Shield. Are some players, like, say, Madison, Perez possibly, becoming undroppable in Brendan's eyes? Potentially. But at the same time, we've seen Brendan Rodgers make some big decisions as well in dropping players yeah. like Harvey Barnes when he was... Um, obviously, he was a big name within the club as well. Dropped, yeah. uh, um, he dropped Madison obviously after the West Ham incident. So yeah. he does have the bottle to do it. It's just whether, whether he. The thing is with Brendan Rodgers as well. He's as you say, he's got his favourites and his mm -hmm. players that he. I wouldn't even say favourites, players that he trusts. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'd, the thing is, I've got faith in that he will he will sort of go with what he thinks best is best. And nine out, of, well, I say nine out of ten times. Of course, he does that every week. And I, I do think this um, this get this game that Madison's one of those players. He probably could have a good impact off the bench if we like, say if we're losing two one, you yeah. maybe bring off a Samare and then yeah. go really go a bit more attacking because yeah. I just feel like with Madison, you leave yourself slightly exposed in this for, in this formation. I agree, and and I think when you look at Madison, you're looking at when you bring a player on, is that player going to change the game? 
and you know you know and i and i i'm not i'm not picking on him here but you know if you bring perez on if he's on the subs bench you know he's unlikely to come on and actually make a game changing contribution but madison is you know you know yeah. he can come on he, again he's got that in his locker um Dorco says here interesting point just to end on we should have crashed in on Inacho during the window uh he may be a great guy but he's not an outstanding footballer I think that's unfair when you look at how he yeah. finished last season yeah like he was up there in terms of Messi and Lewandowski from January onwards in terms of goals and contributions and then even started this season uh throughout pre-season obviously it was a penalty but you think it's it was a penalty in the community shield, but you got to score it, haven't you? Like, yeah. yeah. We've we've had certain players being nominated for player of the season for scoring penalties. So yeah, like yeah. you've got to be there. Yeah. So I I'm a big Ian Nacho fan, and I'm open with that. But I really do like him. Yeah, I agree I think, with you. I think I think he deserves a huge amount of credit, and I think he's really could be the future for us alongside Daka. I think so. Definitely agree with you on that. Um, I do hope we 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 win. We score a few goals because I, I I do I do like your uh, your match videos when we score and, and seeing you get excited and what have you. Um, and as always, thank you so much for coming. What I like about these is that if 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 we if he does go, uh, Brendan does go something like that and it's wrong, I can say it was your choices. So <laughs> thanks for coming on. Before you go, give a big shout out to to your channels again. Uh, so again, Chris, cheers for having me on. I, I think I've been on this channel more than Beyond the Ninety recently, which I need <laughs> I need to sort that one out. But um, uh, so check out Beyond the Ninety, brilliant channel. Neil puts in so much work on that channel, so you, I think definitely go check that out. It's some really really good Leicester content, and then also check out my personal channel, Ants Leicester Fan Channel, which isn't quite as good as Beyond the Ninety with all the work that Neil's done on that, but. I still enjoy what I'm doing over there. It's all about enjoyment. And let's see, Beyond the 90, up for an award. Uh, get voting for them. You're going to put the link in the comments after, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, brilliant, mate. Thanks very much for coming on, as always. And whether you're on here more than you're on Beyond the 90, I don't mind, because you always talk sense. <laughs> and uh, you, you're brilliant. Thanks for coming on, mate. And uh, I know you're off to play football. So, um, And you've got a fan here, Farnham Talks Football, Ant's channel is fire. So, hey, at least so. someone likes what I'm doing. Well, <laughs> Thank hey, you. We, we'd still be doing it if they didn't, because we just want to come yeah, on. That's and true, football, that is so true. <laughs> but, uh, but hey, good luck tonight in your own yeah. match. What what position do you play? Uh, it's only a five aside uh, oh, right? tournament, but I normally play as a holding midfielder when I do play properly. Uh, Lester, if you're Brendan watching Brendan and we need an extra holding midfielder, here's the guy for you. I'm me up. Good luck tonight, mate. Enjoy the game. Don't get Thank injured. You. And uh, we'll chat again soon. Bye. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Oh, thanks to Ant there. Check those channels out. Um, really, really good. I mean, I, I love I love watching his match day ones. Uh, he's just he's just out there. And I say beyond the 90. Get following them, guys. They're a great channel and they are up for an award. Um, don't miss that out. Uh, Ant is going to add it in the comments afterwards, so thanks for that. And I will be back very quickly after this. The Premier League is back and we've got it all covered here on Leicester Till I Die TV. Subscribe.
And if you like the music in our links there, have a look in the description as well. And um, Princes of Maine, uh, that is a great song. I love that song so much. I use it for, I'm uh, starting to use it for everything, and he's given us permission to use it. And don't forget, join us on Thursday, uh, a little bit later than normal, 7.30. We're going to have Gary Mills, um, who, of course, ex-Leicester City captain, and Barry P. Point, who we've had on the show many times, friend of the show, uh, ex-Leicester City chief executive, our first ever chief executive, is is not what you're expecting at all. Um, if you haven't seen him on the show or read his book, well, they're both going to be available on Thursday, and they're both going to be here live at seven thirty on Thursday. And don't miss it. Um, that's going to be a great show with the two guys on. Thanks for watching us. Thanks to Ant as always for coming on. Let's see if Brendan's watching. Let's see if he's going to pick that team, and let's see if I can do the right thing and press the right button and play the right out video tonight. <laughs> That's very much, guys. Take care. Hello, See you tomorrow. Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for all the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. suggestions or feedback head over right now to twitter and facebook and like share and get involved join us next time Podcast Network. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? 
Uh, participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.